evening to you, God. You matchmaker, you. And to me, already matched. And Tony P, who is single, but I hear has a thing for the sink and her shiny brass knobs. So, what is up with the song you just heard, huh? Well, it's Barry White, enough said. He is the love man, Barry White, the smooth, sexy toad, an angel who you let us borrow, as one fan said. I know it's not spring, I know. Love is not in the air. Coolness, smoke, snow for some, and gas. Dang that carnita burrito. But not the scent of amour. Ah, but is love a one-season event, a spring-season event? Does not love happen all the time, regardless of season, temperature, humidity, a low-pressure system moving in from the west? Still, why the love boat banter? Am I horny? Again. Horniness is not a one-season urge. For us guys, we are always ready. What does that mean, always ready? Well, is not every creature ready to breathe, ready to pee? It is an automated readiness. And so, too, is horniness. Women, women, tend to get a bit tired of the consistent and constant men's puppy dog libido. Some uh, go as far as to say the male urge is, well, politically incorrect. Honey, politics has nothing to do with it. Right, God? What do you think? You think I'm leaving you out of this conversation? This is your game. You tell women, please tell them. We hear of the unfairness of it all. Men get older, but their sexual urges remain youthful, more so than it is for women. When a woman is past her childbearing days, the sex drive drops. It does so for men as well, but not as dramatically. Unfair! Why is it a man has a greater potential to still attract a younger woman? Whereas for a woman, the opposite tends to be, well, not so much. Unfair! Why? Go ahead, God. Tell them. Tell them it is the cruelty of your game. You want men to be able to impregnate women of childbearing age right up until the last gasp and the last erection. It is baked in. And so too is love. Remember, I called you a matchmaker. Like I said, you ain't sitting on the sidelines because you be the booby of all boobies, the yentl of all yentls. You are the original Tinder and, dare I say it, Barry White. Ah, Barry White, master of love, understands in his classic song, Can't Get Enough of Your Love, Baby, he sings, and I quote, something moves. He sings, your love for me is all that I can stand. I feel the change. Need I go on? Barry isn't talking about some mythological, mystical, magical ether. He's talking about you and your boys and girls. He's talking about the hormones. Barry is talking about the revealed codes behind love. How many times has one gone to a wedding, to a bar, to a bar mitzvah, or work? A lot. And how many times has one seen a couple, a man and a woman, two men, two women, and you say under your breath, shaking your head, I don't get it. There's no way those two should be a couple. Then get this. It is not the glint in the eye, the sweat between the thighs, the hair, the laugh, the nose ring. It is the connecting of puzzle pieces. It is the connection of hormones. You, darling, are the hormones I've been waiting for. Ah, how romantic. Some say the kiss tells all. If the first kiss doesn't work, 
that all after that, the bubbly, the Beyonce concert is not going to change a thing. If the hormones don't have that swing, then I am not your thing. You dig? And what does it mean for a kiss to work? Tell them, God. It's nothing to do with your lips and your tongue. The kiss is a ramp way for two people's hormones to mingle. And don't forget the nose. Ah, that chemical scent. Girl, guy, you can swipe right or left or left or right. You are blue in your, well, you know. And you may achieve an orgasm. But if my hormones will fit with your hormones, honey, you will not achieve love. This is your work, God. Let's step, let's step back for a moment. Take a breath. Let's go back to the Garden of Eden, a place of safety, a place of comfort. One could picture warm, sultry air. Trees filled with fruit. Snakes polishing apples. Yes, snakes had hands in the Garden of Eden. That's what at least the snakes say. The Garden of Eden is a paradise. But now we have to book the Garden of Paradise online. Dip into our frequent flyer miles, check schedules. And when you get to this Garden of Eden, it may turn out that the only forking that will go on will be the throwing of utensils at each other. None of that happened in the original Garden of Eden. We know nothing of a rocky relationship between Adam and Eve. We know and hear nothing of pointed words aimed at one another. No yelling, no food fights, no Eve being quoted saying, My mother told me there would be men like you. Is this due to luck? A coincidence? No! There are no coincidences. Adam and Eve fit. The individual hormones made a complete set. Thanks to that matchmaker in the sky, you, God. No way, God. First time out, are you going to stand for a knockdown, drag out? Fuck you. Oh, yeah, fuck you. My mother told me there would be men like you, reacts Adam. Hell no. This is the Garden of Eden, the first island of fantasy, the first love boat. Love is a union. Some would say a sacred union. But a biologist might say it is a union of chemicals. To you, Gloria, a bag of chemicals with boobs and a vagina. Take Bob, a bag of chemicals with trainer-assisted sculpted pecs and a flaccid penis that plumps up when you cook it? I do. I do. I now pronounce you hormonally joined. You may not hump the bride at this time. Down, boy. Down. Look. God, our chat about love is harder the stuff of a Harlequin novel. Just the opposite. You want what you want. God knows best. Trust Booby. Yet the infrastructure that makes up love is not as stark as our chat implies. Something happens. Something happens that is unpredictable. Something happens that you, God, have no control over. For one moment, for one brief moment, spirit and flesh dance to their own private music that only they can hear. Isn't that sweet? Quite. But it, it would be remiss of us to not mention about the unions that appear to, well, not be the right fit that end in separation, a breaking of the union. Your matchmaking may appear to be science, but it is really alchemy for a large part. People can be fooled as their hormones can as well. And when a person who thought this was the perfect match turns out to be a mismatch, it hurts. It hurts a lot. 
And the tears that flow is our sorrow pouring out of us. Not for the fact that two sets of hormones didn't mesh together or that two bags of chemicals had a caustic reaction. They thought they found love, and they did not. When we truly experience the union of love, we are whole. We have chatted about this before. You purposely separated yourself so that two upon two upon two of your creatures could scurry about on a journey to find one another and finally say the words, You match! You match! In the end game, for all your hormonal matchmaking, for all your anger at us, for all your urges to take the trigger off and smite, you are a softy. <laughs> you simply want us to find love. Are you ready, God? Mm -hmm. Here we go. Love is first and last a hormone thing. That is really what makes love sing. You want a ring, baby, that love can bring. I'll have the yang. Do you have the yin? You walk, you stop, you see each other's eyes. Baby, Just a fling. Remember, baby, love is first and last. The nights can be lonely as you toss about. Thinking, can I find love in this world of doubt? Ease your mind, baby I'm coming to you With a love so real With a love so true There are those who think They have what you need They only want to do the deed I'm your puzzle piece, I'm your king, you're everything. I know love is first and last, thing. Take it away, Barry! God, it's come to that part of the evening. I hope this put a smile on your face. We sure need more smiles. And we sure need love.
I hope you understand and I, I hope you realize that my chatting with you, my arguing with arguing and my doubts, that the bottom line is for me, God, I love you with all my heart. Well, time to go to bed. My God. Rest. <laughs>